Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Just your guy, Larry, and you just tuned into Black Nerds Biblecast. I'm glad that you tuned in this morning. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Hopefully your your evening and your week has been going fine. Hopefully work is going good as well and family. And so hopefully everything is you know, God is blessing you and just like he's blessing me, uh, man, we're getting into um, going into September already now and uh, getting ready for that weather change. And also, don't forget, we're getting ready to um, what is it doing like daylight savings or perhaps is it like not daylight savings, fall back, whatever that is. Daylight savings is during the summer. So it's got to be, I guess, resetting your clocks going one hour back so eventually we're going to be hearing about that i can't remember whether it's in september or october but i do know that that will be coming up so anyways um yeah um hopefully you guys are 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 having a good day and um so we got some we got a lot to get into we got uh uh quite a bit of Bible stuff to get into. So the uh, verse of the day, uh, Ephesians chapter four, verses one through four, being one body and one spirit. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about that, just a tad bit. And then also we're going to be reading from uh, Oswald Chambers, my utmost for his highest devotion. Why can I not follow you? Um, stay tuned for that one too. Um, and that way you'll see, you know, what we're talking about in that. And then also we're going to get in our devotion, devotional series, um, under, uh, the start It's called simply called start. And, um, this one is um, pretty interesting. Uh, we've been, we started it off, I believe the last episode where we did, uh, in Mark, uh, chapter one, and that was simply, uh, follow me today. Um, we're going to be talking about forgiven and chosen. Um, this is going to be part one of, of that, 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 um, section of that series. So part one, forgiven and chosen. Um, and that's going to be in the book of Mark or the gospel of Mark chapter two. And so, yeah, so we're going to have um, quite a bit in, in this little bit of a, a Bible cast here. So hopefully you're doing well. And uh, I don't know. That's about it. So sit back and enjoy and get ready for Black News Bible Cast. Hey, good morning. So today's Bible verse of today is found in the book of Ephesians. And that's going to be um, chapter four, verse one of Ephesians. And um, definitely want to kind of share this with you this morning. Um, And this is Paul and Paul is writing to the church of Ephesus. And um, he's basically um, just um let, well first of all he's a prisoner um and i'm trying to remember exactly where he was imprisoned at um paul was one of the missionaries uh during the new testament time right after um when jesus was jesus had ascended to be to go back to heaven and um so paul was one of the apostles 
Um, one of the last ones, and he wasn't a part of the disciples or the 12 disciples at first or the 12 apostles. So uh, he became one uh, even afterwards. And so it was a phenomenal experience. Maybe one day we'll talk about that and, and kind of get into that a little bit. But today's um, verse of the day really was in um, uh, chapter four, verse one. But I kind of wanted to go into um, actually up to uh, verse four of, of Ephesians. So. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to, uh, let's see here. Hold on. Okay. Yes. Chapter four, <laughs> chapter four, verse one. So therefore I, I, a prisoner for the Lord beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God. Number uh, verse two, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope and and uh, for the future. All right. Um this is an awesome scripture, um, awesome scripture, actually, by Paul um, that wrote in this letter. Um, I believe that this is to the church of Ephesus. This is to, um, you know, speaking to a group of people that was considered the church at that time. So he, you know, one of the things that I, I want to say is that he says, I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. And then as he goes on in the verse, he begins to talk about the different characteristics of what what it means for the church to be united together. OK, and it says live a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God. OK, let me ask you something this morning. Are you called by God? Are you one who is called by God? Only you can answer that because like I um, always am, um, always say before or share in my messages or, you know, just, just, you know, just me, my, me personally, I feel that uh, nobody, nobody can really tell, tell you if you're called. Okay. Um, we may have, well, actually we may have, uh, someone may have a gift of say a prophetic gift or just kind of have a gift of discernment even to be able to understand if a person is called, you know, um, but ultimately you yourself would know that you've been called of God. And so these are just simple, um, I would say practical instructions to you or me too, as a believer to say, you know, to, to that we need to always be humble and be gentle. Okay. Um, and it says, be patient with each other and making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Okay. Um, this is really important. This chapter, this verse two, be humble and gentle, be patient and eat with each other and making allowances for each other's faults. Do you know that, um, we're living in a, in a, in a society, in a culture that is so toxic when it comes to blaming each other, when it comes to criticizing each other, when, you know, if I'm not sure if you, you follow things like I do as far as social media, as far as like Twitter and, and, and you know, Twitter and, and Instagram and, and Facebook, but mainly on places like Twitter, which is very, it's just such a toss, the, a toxic, um, uh, social media thing where 
you know, if you, you find like stars and movie stars and even uh, uh, musicians and people that are in the music industry and, and just actors and actresses, they get canceled by fans. The fans now, it's, it's so crazy because the fans are canceling these people and it doesn't make sense. How, how are you going to cancel somebody on Twitter just because you don't like them or you don't you don't like what they do or the role they take in a movie? Um, mind you, you know, I you know, other than my Bible cast, that I that I talk on. I also talk on things that are in the entertainment industry too and stuff. So anytime you want to hear that, you know, I have that too. But yeah, you know, we're living in a time where the the, the society, they're also like being judge and jury. So if they don't like something, they'll counsel you. That was that's kind of the word that's that is being used. And you know, according to like this verse here, we have to be patient and love each other. And it says, make allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Remember, nobody here is perfect. You might be, you might be called like I might be called, and but we're not perfect. We're we're still. Uh, infractured human beings we're still born in sin god gives us grace and mercy in other words we are, are 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 by grace by god's grace we're forgiven and we have been allowed the grace and mercy to live in his eternal life when we when we leave this life amen but while we're walking this earth trust me you see me I am just as just as uh, the same goofy, sometimes imperfect Larry that you always will see. Okay, so sometimes I'm late for work. Sometimes I, <laughs> sometimes I, I, I get it right. Sometimes I get it wrong. You know, I mean, hey, I am I am human. You know, and um, yeah, we have to make allowances for each other's faults. Okay, so it says because of your love. Okay, so again. Um, then verse three, it says, make effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. OK, so this is another thing he says. OK, make sure that we are um, united together in the spirit. OK, and it's saying the Holy Spirit that you you and me. There's a there's a verse that says that when two or more uh, when two or more are gathered together in his name, that he is in the midst. You want to make sure that <clears throat> that whether it's a prayer group, maybe you and another partner are just talking. Do you know that two Christian brothers or two Christian sisters or a brother and sister in the Lord or even a group of you guys all together? That means that God is in the midst of you. That means you guys are united in the spirit of God. Amen. So remember that. Remember, remember that uh, we're to be united. We, we're to be united with peace. That means no, there should be no animosity. There should be no strife, no name calling, no backbiting, no, um, you know, well, I don't know about this person here. I don't like the way he looks or she looks or what she's wearing that stuff should not even be a part of our of our of our makeup as as christians even i mean look <clears throat> i hope that this is not anyone's church or anyone's ministry or what have you but there should be no room for criticism when it comes to the body of christ there should be no room for critiquing each other in a negative way when it comes to the local church so you know what i hope and i pray that if that's going on i pray that the lord will will continue to to work on that and and settle the divisiveness down you know 
there's no way as Christian brothers and sisters in the Lord that there should be any animosity or any vindictiveness or jealousy or, you know, trying to be better than another person or jockeying for position. Those things are not should not be a part of the church in the local church, I should say. OK, and if it is, hey, there needs to be lots of prayer. So that that can be settled down and that that the church or that ministry can operate in peace the way God has intended to be. Amen. So didn't mean to go there, but I do know that that. Yeah, we're not because we're not perfect. There may be situations like that. And if that is your church or if that is your ministry, if you know, if you are listening to this podcast and you may be a part of a ministry like that, listen, don't sit by on the sidelines and allow that to go on. I would say pray, continue to pray and ask God to 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 uh, to to, you know, basically stop Satan's divisiveness and, and, and destruction to try to that he's trying to divide, divide and conquer in that ministry. OK, and then allow God to 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 put his peace. OK, and. I'm not going to be here. To, I'm not here to give you instructions on what you need to do, but I will say this, you know, ask God for your direction. Maybe talk to the pastor or minister or what have you and, and, and do it in a way that that everyone is 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 a part of it, not behind people's backs or anything like that. Don't do anything like that. OK, just ask for direction uh, first from from the Lord himself. OK, before you even make a move. Remember, we talked about that. We talked about don't don't move or don't make a move if God hasn't told you to do something. So everything is in 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 a spirit of order. So I just wanted to mention that. And then also it says, for there is one body, one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. OK, that's the ultimate thing right now. OK. I mean, you might be, you know, we all are one body, one spirit. We're, we're, you know, we may have, we may have different ministries and churches that we go to, but remember this, you know, not one, there's not a church that's better than the other. Okay. There's not, there's not, we, we shouldn't be competing. Um, oh yeah, we got the best church, you know? I mean, if you're doing it for fun, I would say if you're doing it for fun, then that's something different. Maybe, maybe you guys might have a little sport or maybe you guys have a little friendly competition of something, or fundraising, things like that. You know, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about things that are considered fun or, or, or like a friendly competition. I'm talking about some serious competition, meaning that go to this church, don't go to that church over there or stuff like that. I mean, we, we really got to get to that place where we need to stop all that. That is so immature. So help us, you know, I'm thinking, Lord, help us to to get past that. Help us to be more mature and, and help us to be more mature in the Lord. And so that we can become like this scripture says, it said, for there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called in one glorious hope and future. You know, we cannot be divided among ourselves. And, you know, as we read in the devotions that we're, we're talking, um, there has a there was a devotion that I've been reading um, in in the in the the gospel of Mark. And, um, and, and that's, and there's, there's a part in there where Jesus talks about that. He talks about being divided. Um, he talks about, you know, Satan, um, can Satan be divided among itself and things like that. So you got to remember that. 
uh, saints of God or children of God. You got to remember that. Okay. We, we cannot be divided. Remember that. Remember that. Okay. So if that's, you know, again, that's, that's, uh, that's my prayers this morning and hope you have a wonderful day. That's about all I have for the rest of the day. You know what? Stay tuned for the rest of this Bible cast. And also, you know, this, this Bible cast is also brought to you by Anchor. You know, Anchor is a, a good, good um, thing to use to, to, you know, put your ministry on here or maybe even um, just, you know, creating your own podcast, whether it be inspiration, whether it be words of inspiration for someone to hear in the morning or whenever time you can use this recording also as like, say, you know, you want to, you know, do sports or maybe you're into sports, maybe you're into politics or maybe you're into um, like me. I'm into video games, movies and tech. So I use um, I use you know anchor for that so stay tuned for this um for this next commercial by anchor Hey, good morning. Hopefully you're having a wonderful morning, a wonderful day, or whatever time you're listening to this episode right now, this recording. So um, I have got back into my utmost for his highest. And this is another um, devotional that I have been reading from Oswald Chambers. Just phenomenal. If you haven't had this book, you have got to get this book. It is awesome. So, and you have the privilege of listening to something different every morning from me, from this book. I really, hopefully intend to continue every day or if not quite every day, uh, reading from this book for you. So, okay. So let's get into this. Um, it's entitled, Why Can I Not Follow You Now? And this is coming from an excerpt of scripture, a portion of scripture out of John chapter 13, verse 37, where Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? There are times when you can't understand why you cannot do what you want to do. When God brings a time of waiting, and it and appears to be unresponsive, don't fill it with busyness. Just wait. The time of waiting may come to teach you the meaning of sanctification, to be set apart from sin and made holy, or it may come from come after the process of sanctification has begun to teach you what service really means. Never run before God gives you his instruction or his direction. If you have the slightest doubt, then he is not guiding. Whenever there is doubt, then just simply wait. At first, you may see clearly what God's will is. The severance of a friendship, the breaking off of a business relationship or something else you feel is distinctly, distinctly God's will for you to do. But never act on impulse of that feeling. If you do, you will cause difficult situations to arise, which will take years to untangle. Wait for God's timing and he will do it without any heartache or disappointment. When it is a question of the providential will of God, 
wait for God to move. Peter did not wait for God. He predicted in his own mind where the test would come and it came where he did not expect it. Peter said, I will lay down my life for you for your sake. Peter's statement was honest, but ignorant. Jesus answered him, the roosters shall not crow till you have denied me three times, Peter. This was said with a deeper knowledge of Peter than Peter had of himself. He could not follow Jesus because he did not know himself or his own capabilities well enough. Natural devotion may be enough to attract us to Jesus, to make us feel his irresistible charm, but it will never make us disciples. Natural devotion will deny Jesus, always falling short of what it means to truly follow him. Wow, that was awesome. Oh my goodness. Um, you know what I get from this? I really get from this, um, I'm reminded of a time in my life when I I really took God seriously in my life and 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 you know it received Him in my heart and I never forget how zealous I was and how uh, how just like I wanted to I just wanted to tell everybody about Jesus and I still do now but it's a it's different but I knew that. All that excitement and, and being full of zeal, I didn't know that eventually I would fall short. Uh, I would continue to fall short and I would struggle. And, uh, you know, truth be told, yeah, I struggled in my personal life and I struggled just, you know, being a, a, a Christian even and balancing out, you know, uh, you know, religion and church and family and you know, I really, I really kind of like, I don't know. I just really struggled with that, I guess. And, um, yeah, my devotion went from one end to the other. And though my heart was full of fully devoted to God, but also I had to understand about natural life. So at the end of this, when I read this, it said natural devotion will deny Jesus always falling short of what it means to truly follow him. Let me speak on that real quick um, and be a little bit transparent with you this morning. Um, yeah, you know, um, there is times that you have like kind of like foolish devotion. Don't realize that you will deny Jesus in ways that you would have never thought, you know, kind of like how Peter was. Peter, when he made this statement of Jesus, I will lay down my life for you, for your sake. It's almost like, you know, I, I will love you regardless and never understand what it truly means. And that's why kind of like Jesus kind of like looked at him like, you know what, Peter, that's all well and good. And I think that I really do believe you. Your, your, your devotion to me and your heart to me is there. And it's, and it's honest, like it says. But the fact still remains that there's going to be something that's going to take your devotion away from me for even if, it, if it's only for a moment and it'll be enough for you to deny Jesus. 
And, you know, he proved it by saying that the rooster is going to crow three times and that you once you have denied me three times. Let me ask you something, and this is maybe something that you might want to think about, but have you ever thought about in your life, in your walk with Christ, that as though you are so excited about God, but at some point you would deny him, deny that you know him? Let me just say it in a different way. Maybe you can understand it this way. There is times where in the Christian walk, we're so on fire for God and we're doing everything that we think we ought to do. But then there's times where we catch ourselves kind of going back in the flesh or catch ourselves acting the way we used to act. And we're like, wait a minute, you know, is that you? I admit sometimes that had been me in the beginning because I remember I'd be on fire for God. And next thing you know, I slip back to my old way. And I remember times where I would struggle back and forth, especially when I had knowledge of it. And I say that because the denying of Christ sometimes may almost mean that you kind of like deny that you really are saved or deny that you really are one with Christ. Remember, this walk with the Lord is faith. And our position in Christ, which is already done in the heavenlies, the Bible says that we're seated seated next to Christ. So it's already done. But sometimes your life takes so many different so many different turns and ups and downs. And believe it or not, I'll be honest with you, the situations of life can really challenge you. It can buffet against the very faith that you have with Christ. You can be one way. You can be excited about Christ for one moment. And then next, thing you know, a situation will occur and all of a sudden you curse somebody out. <laughs> and I know that sounds extreme. And I know that doesn't sound like that isn't the Christian thing to do, but I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of people in the Bible, and I'm telling you, Peter included with just one example of how we start off loving God with our whole heart. David, King David, he's in the Old Testament, and he was a man after God's own heart, but yet he committed murder of someone else's husband just so that he can marry someone else's wife. I mean, imagine that. Okay. And there's so many others. Abraham, he lied, you know, to get what he wanted. You know what I'm saying? So there was so much going on. Um, and I can continue to just name off a lot of people that they weren't perfect. They struggled. They, they, they struggled and they fell short. Did God ever stop loving them? Did God ever at any point said, I'm done with you? No. Job, he's Job, the, the, the man that was in, in the Old Testament. He struggled with with trusting and believing God, though God chose him to be tested, allowing the devil to test him in ways that it was just like some of us couldn't even pass those tests. 
but yet he loved God. It says that in the Bible. He says that he loved the Lord to where the test was so strong that the last person that would have supported him, which was his wife, told him to curse God and die. Just basically give up. Listen, I'm not being unrealistic when I say this, but yes, the walk with God is real. There's times and moments you have those blissful moments to where you enjoy the peace and the awesomeness of God. But there are also times where there's darkness and there's times where you're alone and afraid and doubtful even and wondering, where is God in this? There's situations that may happen in your life, whether it's a death of a loved one, whether it's a loss of a job, whether it's I don't know whatever life can give you sometimes and sometimes life is just not fair and because it's not fair sometimes we look at God like why did this happen to me why did this happen to me I know this is kind of a little bit off the subject of this devotion but I can't help but think that yeah we hear we read about how awesome God is and we are so excited and, and our zeal is all the way like true. We'll do whatever we want. We can for God because we love him so much because he loves us according to the Bible. But there's also times in our lives that the struggle is real. I'll be honest with you. The struggle is really real. Sometimes I don't feel like going to work. Sometimes, I mean, this just being as transparent as I can be. There's times where, yeah, I'm, I'm rushing in the morning, trying to get out to try to go and start my day. And I'm praying on the way, on the way to work. <laughs> yes. Even your boy, Larry, man. I mean, come on. But at the same time, my heart, deep in my heart, I love God. I love God with all my heart. And I'm excited about God's salvation through Jesus Christ. I'm excited for the fact that the blood of Christ covers me, even even in my my inconsistency that I have. And you know something? Some of you out there may feel the same way. I want you to understand, though, that regardless of what it may be, God says he understands you. He understood Peter. He understood Peter so much that though he said what he had to say, he said, but the fact still remains, Peter, you're going to deny you even knew me. Did he say this because he was going to hate on him? No, because one thing that it doesn't show in the devotion, it actually says one of the things that Christ says to him, that he's going to pray for him and that when he is restored, then restore your brothers too. Okay. So God knows and God understands the human, the human uh, inconsistency, the human flakiness, because he was once in our position, but yet he didn't sin. Remember, he was the son of God. Okay, man, we're so full of zeal. And we say, why can't I follow you now? I've been times in my life where I ask God that. God, I'm ready now. I'm ready to pre I'm ready to preach right now. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, God says, hold on, wait. And you know, for a lot of us, a time of waiting 
it's it it's like yeah it's torture it challenges you to be patient but remember the bible also talks about waiting on the lord and and how that will give us strength patiently enduring the wait the waiting time some of you are in the incubator right now that means that you're in the waiting room <laughs> you're waiting you're waiting for your name to be called you're waiting for god to call you out on the field but god says keeps telling you by the spirit of god he's telling you to wait hold on a little while longer what that could mean too is yes a time of testing a time of sanctification that means allow this time to sanctify you and to get stronger and develop you in the things of God so that you can be ready some of you are going through a test right now that you don't understand why you're going through it but God does and God is telling you to wait don't move there's so many lessons that involve us when we're going through hard times Sometimes we think that those hard times are just like, oh, well, life just happened to me. But you know what? Remember this and always remember this. God is always in control. There's nothing that happens that he doesn't know about. So the next time you go into a test, just a little hint for you. Just a little something to think about. When you know that you're going through a test or a storm, ask yourself, is God still in control? I mean, is he still in control? And if the answer within your heart is yes, then you're halfway there to understanding what's going on. Because then you can be like, okay, he's always in control. He's never out of control, even in the midst of this. So that simply means that he's waiting and watching to see how I'm going to respond or how much I will endure. And also, just know this, in every test, and every temptation, he's there with you. He hasn't left you. The Bible says that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's one of my favorite scriptures. And just know this, just know this, that no matter the test, no matter the struggle, no matter the storm, Jesus says, keep watching me I'll take you through the storm I'll take you through the storm hey I hope this was another great devotional by Oswald Chambers my utmost for his highest go pick up that classic book hopefully you enjoy what I had to share with you today go out and have a good day alright I'll talk to you later and stay tuned for this next message or this next advertisement by Anchor. Hey, so what we're going to do is we're going to get back into the um, devotional called Start. Um, I'm not sure if I had mentioned that last time, but um, yeah, this is kind of a straightforward, you know, devotional, but it also um, takes place in the the gospel of Mark. 
And what's so unique about the Gospel of Mark is that, to me, it re- it kind of reads like an action movie full of action. So there's a lot of moments and events that kind of happen back to back as he kind of records it. So it seems like it's, it's kind of like his um, account, uh, his, you know, memory of how things happen, but not so much in the chronological order that's used to. But it does show like, you know, different events that are more action oriented. So um, let's get into that right today. So in the Bible, Jesus makes some claims, big claims, big enough to get him killed. But anyone can make can make uh, claims to be anything. The question is, does Jesus prove it? In Mark 2, we find Jesus teaching in a home in Capernaum. The word gets out. So in verse 2, they gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. So there's a huge crowd and Jesus preaches the word. That's the Bible. Jesus always focuses on God's word. He always performs miracles. Excuse me. He also performed miracles. But Jesus called those miracle signs and a sign points to something else. Perfect example. Today's story in verse 3. Some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the man, the mat uh, the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Hold on. Rewind that tape again. Did he just say your sins are forgiven? The man showed up for healing, not for forgiveness. But Jesus knows something here. There is no issue in life as big as sin and forgiveness. And watch what happens next. Some Jewish teachers are there and they are shocked. Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. He can, he, who can forgive sin but God alone? And on that last part, they are right. To claim to forgive sin was a claim the authority of God. If it's not true, it's blasphemy, a very serious sin. Jesus knows their thoughts, so he poses a question, which is found in verse 9, chapter 2. Which is easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? Now, I love this question. Think about it. Which one is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven. That's easy to say because no one can see it, but it's much harder to do. Only God can forgive sin. But to say to a paralyzed man, get up, take your mat and walk, that puts it all in on the line. Everyone's watching. So in verse 10, Jesus continues. But I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sin. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of of them all. 
this amazed everyone. The miracle here is awesome. A paralyzed man walks, but don't miss the sign. It points to Jesus's authority. Jesus has God's authority to forgive sin and he proves it. And he uses it again in the very next story. In verse 13, Jesus teaching, Jesus is teaching beside a lake and he sees Levi working as a tax collector. Now, tax collectors are, were, the, were despised in that time, corrupt men who pocketed more than they gave the government. Wicked greed. And yet Jesus approached Levi. In Mark 2.14, it says, follow me, Jesus told him, and Levi got up and followed him. There are those words again, the same invitation. But this time Jesus invites a sinner, a very bad person. And Levi follows. And when Levi invites Jesus and the disciples for dinner, there are even more sinners. Now, this was especially difficult for the Pharisees to understand. The Pharisees were religious leaders, the judgmental and self-righteous kind, who just couldn't understand if Jesus is so good, Rabbi. Verse 16, why does he eat? with tax collectors and sinners. Verse 17 is, prof is a profound statement. On hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Don't miss this. Jesus chose sinners. Levi was a sinner. So were his friends. But just as a doctor comes to heal the sick, Jesus comes to forgive and restore sinners, to make them righteous. Righteous means right with God. That's an important word. You know that feeling between two people when your relationship is right? When nothing stands between you and you probably know the feeling when a relationship is not right, when a wall is between you because you messed up? Well, that's where we are with God. Sin separates us. We didn't, we did wrong. But the gospel, the great news is that Jesus came to make us right again. He forgives sin and calls us righteous. What he asks from us is faith. Righteous by faith and even more amazing. Jesus chooses sinners makes them right, sends them out to serve God. In chapter three, we'll end up reading as Jesus calls himself a group of, of 12, calls to himself a group of 12 and appoints them to be apostles. Disciples follow and the apostles is sent like an ambassador. And there in that list of 12 is Levi. Only his name now, is changed to Matthew. Jesus chooses sinners, forgives them, heals and changes them. He sends them out to tell all other sinners the good news. God loves you and it is amazing. So, uh, what do you think about this? I think it's phenomenal. I think that is even more phenomenal how God, he uses a sinner 
to to be an apostle or he uses someone that is unworthy and they know that they're unworthy and uses them to serve in the ministry their whole you know you if you are if you're in that situation and you're being chosen by God I would think you'd be humble because you know that you're not worthy so I think this part is really amazing to me especially when Jesus takes time out to call you and that's how he he doesn't look on what we have to offer on the outside physicality strength and agilities and things like that he looks at your heart he also looks at where you've been through sometimes your your what you've gone through is is big to help your guy Larry and thanks for following me as I did this recording for Mark chapter Mark chapter 2 forgiven and chosen hope you enjoy that podcast or that that um, portion and so we're gonna go ahead and continue on in the next episode so hope you hopefully you follow along in the next episode I really appreciate um, just the listener support and also subscribing and share this podcast with somebody that may want to hear this and be blessed by it so I really enjoy recording um, these these podcasts now and I'm starting to understand how God you know uses his word to to, um, to, to minister to people and so I'm getting a lot out of it I hope that you are too and I hope that um, this has been a blessing to you so um, really um, I really uh, appreciate that and uh, follow me on, on all my social medias on my on Facebook Instagram and Twitter um, I always have a problem I always have a hard time um, when it comes to that so um, Twitter is going to be a, a black nerd simply black nerd okay over at uh, Instagram is black nerd for you and then also on uh, Facebook it should be black nerd uh, dash 46 so that's kind of an easier way to say it so instead of saying the whole thing and then also you know you can find me on all the other um, podcast catchers so if you have pocket cast you have iTunes um, I'm on iTunes as well I'm on uh, Google Play or Google uh, podcast they have a Google podcast those of you that don't understand I I think there's a there's a Google podcast uh, uh, po- uh, podcast catcher that if you you look on your Android Play Store, you know you can download that for free. Doesn't cost you anything, okay? And same way with Pocket Cast. I think they have a new um, app. They recently updated their app, so you know please you know go ahead and download that, um, and and that way you can download. Uh, my podcast and remember if you're looking for me on on those uh on those podcast catchers or in their in their menus or directories look for black nurse podcast okay it's not it's, it's gonna just simply say black nurse podcast won't say uh bible cast but it'll be b-l-k-n-e-r-d not i don't spell it all the way out so <clears throat> excuse me just look for that b-l-k-n-e-r-d uh, possibly as Black Nerds Podcast should pop up um, and so just uh, continue to follow me there so I really appreciate it also if you're ever interested in in, in doing your own podcast maybe uh, whether it's a ministry whether it's you know whatever um, whatever 
things that you like to, to, to talk about, even even inspirational stuff. You know, if you're into into that, if you're into politics and into, into sports, you know, um, I use Anchor. So, um, again, I know I play put place the uh, ad, but um, Anchor is a, is a great little uh, form that you can use. And uh, it's totally free, like I said before. And uh, hopefully, you know, you, you can do that. And um, I'm also um I'm, I'm gonna ask you ask this too. I'm also looking for a guest. So um, if you're a guest that that you know you want you listen to this podcast right now and you want to be a guest, um, definitely uh, hit me up on 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 any on actually on my on Anchor.com or Anchor.fm. Excuse me, Anchor.fm uh, forward slash uh, Black Nerd. Uh, dash 50 and leave a message for me and let me know if you want to be a guest um i'm i'm really looking forward to maybe having a guest or, or two and love to have that have something like that added on you will be on one of the recordings and uh one of the episodes that i put to put together so yeah i mean if you're interested hey i would love to have you all right all right well again Thank you for for listening to this podcast and I will see you. Don't forget, we still have part two of this um, of going through forgiven and chosen. And I really would like to um, see see you there or or, you know, I can't see you. But (laughs) anyway, hope you hope you join me in the next uh, portion of the podcast. All right. Have a wonderful day. Have a blessed day. All right. Have a good one.